The following program has been pre-recorded. This week on Belonging, we talked to Emily Peekle, a grad student at Belmont University. She talks about her life as a young adult being Catholic in the world of audio. Especially recently, I feel like I've met quite a few people that are very outwardly just like, I do not like organized religion, (laughs) period. I'm spiritual, but not religious, right? Yeah, and so like, (laughs) it's just, I'm trying to like navigate that because they're a human and a child of God. And like, I can't take those comments and scoff. Next. This program is made possible by the generous donations of Jeannie and Bill Stasekel, members of Christ the King Parish in Nashville, and by a grant from the Cook Foundation. Take advantage of the many opportunities for young people in the Nashville Diocese to connect and find belonging. Like University Catholic, a community of college-age students who are serious about their faith and unite in fellowship and friendship to deepen their personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Go to universitycatholic.org to find out more. You can also connect with young Catholics like you by attending events like Summit Music City. It's a night of music followed by adoration and reconciliation. It's free and open to young people of all faiths. Go to soundscatholic.com or try Theology on Tap, where you can gather with other people in their 20s and 30s like you who want to learn more about their faith while enjoying a beverage together. Join Theology on Tap Nashville on Facebook for events and times. Welcome to another episode of Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio, the show for young adults here in the Diocese of Nashville. Now, my name is Zach Jansen. We have Father Javon to the right of us doing remote again at the Frasati House. Yeah, on the Frasati Studio. Yeah. And New this Georgia Frasati Studios. Yeah. Um, this week we have a, a Emily Peekle, a grad student at Belmont University, here to talk about uh, her life and her life as a young adult. So, Emily, thanks for being on the show today. For those who don't know much about it, you, could give us a little bit of background on where you're from and where you're at now as a young adult. So I'm from the Chicago suburbs, grew up as a Catholic my whole life, um, went to undergrad at Iowa State University, um, wasn't entirely as involved in my faith as I would have liked to be there, um, and deciding to come to grad school uh, for audio engineering here at Belmont in Nashville, I wanted to hop back on on my faith journey and um it's been really fantastic since what 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 make you to think about that or to decide to do that um i i think i was living in a little bit of regret um just for not building upon some of the relationships that i had made in my undergrad um with the Catholic community and feeling alone in a lot of ways um, and realizing like I needed a community built on a foundation that wasn't simply from going out to the bars. Like it, it just was very clear to me. Um, Thanks be to God for making me kind of realize that. So yeah, coming to Nashville, one of the first things I wanted to make sure of was getting involved in a Catholic group, and University Catholic wasn't hard to find. And is Father Javon's not hard to find. You can <laughs> track you down. Yeah, it was really great. So the 
the marketing is working, Father. Hey, <laughs> let's keep doing. Was it was it all on your own decision to kind of become involved here? I guess you mentioned like the UCAT group, or did, did your family or friends play a role in that? Are they kind of supporting you through it? Or they're saying you do your own thing. They've they've always supported me, um, but it was definitely an on your own thing. My parents have always been very like hands off, um, which is. You know, it has its pros and cons, and it's been a beautiful thing because it's allowed me to like really just develop on my own. Um, but they're always there if I if I need them. I would say a lot of influence on my faith in general is from my younger sister. She's just like this wisdom filled, faithful woman, um, and so like she always would kind of be like, "Well, found a community, it, you know, where you're at." Like when I you know speak to her about any of my problems and um so she's i think been planting seeds for years really um so i wouldn't doubt that that had some influence but it was really i think yeah kind of on my own so i see what you mean kind of hinting at your undergrad years of looking for i don't know if fulfillment's the right word in other places i mean I've, I've been there too i'm a big fan of kung fu saloon across the street it used to be a good time to hang out and stuff but <laughs> i think it was there was a focus missionary a, f- a few months ago we interviewed that was kind of living like a, a party lifestyle wherever he was at. I can't remember, mm-hmm. but he just kept saying he felt so empty. Like afterwards, he, he knew it wasn't what was going to make him quote unquote happy or bring him fulfillment mm-hmm. in life. I think we've all been there, whether it's going out or whatever bad habit we might be involved in. I don't, what are we looking for? Like father, in your opinion that we're, we're looking for something good, but we're finding it in the wrong places. We're looking for love. Yeah. You know, and then sometimes we, tend to look in the wrong place. That's why we get hurt. And, and, you know, you keep trying, keep trying. And it, it's, St. Augustine said that the human heart has a hole that is the size of God. Mm-hmm. So whatever you put there is not going to feel. So that's why we, it's always, you know, you still go back and back and back because like, this is not feeling me. This is, you know, maybe it can be a person. Maybe it can be, you know, your work. Maybe it can be sex. Whatever it is that is never going to feel because the emptiness is the size of God. Until you find God, you're going to keep, you know, keep, keep going for more because like, you know, this is not enough. This is not enough hmm. until you find God. And it was like, Oh, okay. Now I, it's not that makes life easier or, you know, but it's like, okay, now I'm fulfilled. Yes. Yeah, so I still have, you know, sad moments. Do I have? Yes. Oh, yes. Life continues. But now <laughs> I can give a, a different meaning and different purpose for that. So, so what was that minute for you, Emily, that you find like, oh, I know I'm asking you a really hard when, questions. What, when did it happen? What was yeah. it like when I like really realized? Yeah. I mean, I think it's been sometimes I feel like some of the most obvious things to me, like I just avoid like realizing and like it's really just like opening up my ears and heart to like accept what like God's really just trying to tell me so like it wasn't really one specific moment I think it kind of ebbed and flowed multiple times like okay I think I've I think I get it now and then no JK I don't and then it's like balancing also like my human desires and like you know like especially with music and entertainment and that sort of a thing. Like it's very easy to just like 
constantly go to shows and like naturally there's always alcohol. And so then you start drinking and then like, sometimes you just like, I don't know, live like a lifestyle that ends up making me just like really tired and exhausted. And sometimes then you don't make the best decisions. So like, it just kind of like ebbs and flows. And so I've been trying to find like a balance of, okay, like it's, it's good. I've been given this passion to pursue audio and I think that I can do really wonderful things with it, but determining the balance on like well, lifestyle. So. Just this morning, I was with Bishop Spalding at one of parish, and you know, every time that the bishop comes, they they have some kind of bad spirits that dwell on you know sound equipment. So that probably would be a really good, really good uh, place for you to start. Like, adjust the sound systems in the churches mm. because it's like looking for a job. I will yes. graduate in December. Can you talk more about your passions? I guess what brought you here to Belmont? As you said, you're finishing up in three months or something like that already. Yeah, in December I'll be graduating from the audio engineering program. Does it feel like work to you at all, or you just enjoy it? Um, I I think. Being in like school mode is kind of tough because like yeah. the dark cloud of thesis is just like kind of <laughs> hanging over your head constantly. Amen, sister, amen. Yeah, father understands. So, and it's not like a homework assignment that you can get done and then you're like, okay, we've moved past that. This is mm -hmm. just like constantly there. So like when I graduate, it'll officially be done. But so that's been a little bit stressful, but the work in and of itself that I'm doing is really interesting. Mm. I'm focusing on immersive audio and like virtual and augmented reality headsets. So like, it's really interesting to me, but sometimes the motivation is hard because it's not a one and done type thing that I can get done quickly. So um, what can you yeah. tell us more about the community that you're kind of in, you were hinting at before we started just I guess, are you trying to say like living out your faith, I guess, in this audio field as far as being yeah. the only Catholic? Is, or what were you trying to mention that it's just kind of hard sometimes? Or what do you mean? Um, yeah, like I've, especially recently, I feel like I've met quite a few people that are very outwardly just like, I do not like organized religion period <laughs> i'm like, spiritual but not religious right yeah and so like it's just <laughs> i'm trying to like navigate that because they're also just a human and a child of god and like i can't take those comments and scoff and be like well okay like as if i don't struggle myself and as if i'm you know, you like, can do like I'm holier than you or something. Exactly. Not how we're supposed so to be. that has been interesting because like even conversations with people like that, sometimes I'm like completely moved by something they say, or like, I'm like, I mean, Jesus is, is in love with them just as much as he loves me. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just really important to remember. And sometimes I let it, I don't know. Sometimes I let it go like, too far and I'm like oh well okay maybe like maybe they are right in this sense or like I don't know it's so easy to like convince myself in the moment it's a people pleasing issue it's a I don't know it's a combo of things um so I just like I want to be able to 
continue to stay strong in my own faith, but also like grow in relationship in like a healthy way with people who do not believe like the same thing. And the other thing too is like, if I can even plant one seed, I, you know, God takes it from there and perhaps maybe they'd eventually ask if to come to church or something like that. I mean, I, it's literally happened to me multiple times before. Really? So I just like want, I don't know. And there's a good community of Christians in the music world and I've met quite a few of them. So like, I want to stay close to them as well. It's, it's tough. I, I like to be, friends with a lot of different groups and a lot of people because I find value in that. Yeah. Yeah. But not spread myself too thin in a way. No, it's, that's yeah. how we're called to be and not, not to judge or anything like that or take anything too harshly. Um, or not to like wave a Bible around and say, this is what I believe, but talk come it up with compassion. <laughs> believe it. Yeah. Yeah. And you might find yourself, I guess, either defending the faith in your head or in, in person and, mm. I'm sure people don't like criticize it, but I always, our, our favorite quote that you always say is that people don't hate what the church teaches. They think they hate what they think it teaches maybe, yeah. but what they find on Google, like, wait, Catholics, don't you guys like eat Jesus? You guys like cannibals or something? Or, yeah, like, we are. What are you doing going to church on a Sunday or Saturday eat Jesus, night? his body, so and, uh, divinity. That's, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it was one time, one time I was, <laughs> I think it was awakening, less awakening, and this kid that was there was not Catholic. And then, you know, I was preaching in the homily, and I said, yeah, I know, I know, I know, Sam, we Catholics do things weird. He's like, yes, you do. <laughs> you know, yeah. If, but, but, you know, I think the understanding is if you look at church from outside, and that church has uh, stained glass windows, you can never understand. You have to go inside of the church to see the stained glass windows. Hmm. That's how you have to understand the church. Because from outside, it's just a bunch of glasses that don't have any meaning. And when you go inside, you know, if you see through the light of Christ, you see, oh, that really is different. Hmm. That's a beautiful analogy. I think we're both like. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> we're getting like many homilies right here. On the <laughs> you know, and it's not, and it's not, 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 none of this is original. I hear, heard somebody say something. <laughs> so don't, don't get, don't create too, ex, too great of expectations. <laughs> We just kind of hear that kind of stuff. Oh, I'm going to say that one day I'm going to look smart. <laughs> Check. Well, what's what's life going to be like for you next year? Are you worried at all? Are you going to stay in Nashville? Or do you, you just kind of take it a day at a time? I'm, I'm a fly by the seat of my pants kind of person. I don't have much of a plan. But some people, well, what is? are you a planner? Or do you like to take it a day at a time? Um, it really depends. I'm trying to take it one day at a time. Mm -hmm. Um. I do know for one that I'd like to stay here in Nashville um, just cause the community, but also really like, I love what's going on here as far as just like the music scene and all the things that I'm passionate about. So I'd like to say, um, and I know there's also just like a really great young adult Catholic community here. So even if I'm not in school anymore and not directly like affiliated with UCAT, though I will be in my heart. Forever. <laughs> Forever. I think that's my funniest stand-up comedian that Jesus' greatest miracle is that he made 12 friends 
in his 30s who weren't from work or school. <laughs> yep. Uh, but it's it's so because otherwise you'll go to mass and everybody's 30 years older than you, which is at least you can you can make the friends. Well, yeah. what what can you say about the community that you found, whether it's in UCAT or just even outside of it, that'll keep you moving forward? Yeah, I just like came to this. Uh, I already knew this, but like remembered this again when I was kind of feeling down and like alone in a sense and went to, I think it was Sunday supper. There's what just, is Sunday supper. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Sunday supper is when someone in the community makes food for all the students and we eat dinner together before adoration and mass on Sunday evenings. It's fabulous. Thank you, Emily. <laughs> um, Presented to you by UCAT. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, uh, anyway, yeah. So I was just like sitting at the table with some of my friends and was like, okay, I know what it is. It's just like humans who are genuine and have no like motive to be your friend other than the fact that they just genuinely love and care about you. Um, and it happens so quickly and naturally because I feel like we're all coming from a similar standpoint on like, just like open your heart to people um, and like love others genuinely. And there's this like joy too that is really hard to describe. And I've heard it said many times before, just like people will like know you're Christian by your like love and joy. And there's just like that spirit within you. I think we should make him song about that. Oh, you don't think that already? Well, it is. I <laughs> know. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just a, like a genuine joy and like, care and like love for people and like I've I came across this like realization too the other day is like sometimes I leave conversations with certain people and I literally feel empty mm. I'm like wow that was not life-giving and I went to Sunday supper and felt revived I'm like these are the life-giving relationships that just like make all the difference mm. um yeah yeah, and I I think with that as well is you know even a, among Catholics sometimes like can you pray for me? Yeah, I'll pray for you. And then you know we just mm-hmm. just don't do it. you know like so it's like that genuine friendship, that genuine I am here because I love you, and, and we will walk this walk together. We'll be with you. So it's like oh you actually I think sometimes we know that our family. You know, have that that sense of like I can count on my family, whatever it is, bad or good, or but then like find people that we can count on them, and know that they can count on us. I think that's a big, you know, aha moment that when we find those people, it's like okay, those are the ones that I want you. You know, isn't said that the, you are the average of the five people that you walk mm. with, or something like that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, honestly, yeah, and no matter like how long, how long of a time it is that I don't see people in UCAT because I'm busy or I'm out of town or something. Literally every time I come back, people are just always excited Hmm. to see me and say hi. And it's just like 
Sometimes it makes me literally just want to break down and cry. It's such oh. a beautiful thing. Um, and that's exactly like Jesus. Like, you know, yeah, it's it is unreal. Yeah. So do you feel the opposite way when you're out in the audio field, I guess? Is, are, maybe they're not cruel, I guess, but is, is it a different relationship? Is super genuine here maybe, but out there they just... Is it just kind of small talk or they just want to move forward a little bit? And Sometimes. It really, it really just depends on who I'm talking to. Um, and I also think like my own state of mind and like if I'm really stressed out or if I'm really focused on like getting the job done, others kind of read into that too. So sometimes it takes like me being open and others will be very genuine um, with me. But I have had some recent just kind of like very surface level interactions that I do feel not great afterwards. Um, Whether or not that means they're a horrible human, I'm not going to say that. But um, yeah, it is just different. Mm -hmm. Well, seeing where you are today now in the audio field, what, what would you tell yourself five years ago? Were you, were you in your undergrad at, at the time? I guess at, at uh, yes, I was. Were you just were you a completely different person? Or what, what would you say to yourself going through life? Um, um, very okay. Lots of things. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely to like trust that the the passions that like have been set on my heart and like the desires to like pursue music and audio and all of that, like isn't necessarily of my own. Like if I if mm. take the time to discern and like be okay with that challenge. Um, mm. Cause it was really kind of like unknown and scary. And I kind of just studied mechanical engineering instead of really pursuing, I think what I would have liked. Um, but also definitely would have said, Hey, get more moments of like quiet and and silence to like slow down and think about things. I was just always on the run constantly. (laughs) And I, it's like, I did a lot, but at at the same time, it feels like, okay, I did nothing because it wasn't necessarily always like fulfilling. Um, So taking like those times to like pause and like take it all in and then make your next step that would have avoided some stupid mistakes and decisions. (laughs) And then also I think made me like stronger in my faith and like relationships with others and perhaps cut off some Mm. of the unhealthy relationships that I did have and or pursue healthier ones. Mm. I think we've all been there before. I I did a lot, but I really did nothing. I don't know. I'm sure you see these kids move a million miles an hour that just don't slow down at all or don't sleep or eat. Oh, yes, yes, (laughs) absolutely. And I think that, you know, get to a point that we have to say, what is your priority? Mm. Singular. Yeah. That's what, that's our excuse for time, huh? Is what so what is your it. priority? And then if when you find your priority, everything else have to be after that. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, until you find that, I mean, you know, 
especially sometimes we come here, you know, first years, like, yeah, I'm going to be friendly with everybody. And then, you know, we start to relate with people. And it's like, well, that person wasn't really the person that I thought they was going to be. So, and then, you know, like, what is your priority? And then when you find your priority, everything else is going to go to its place. So, and you know, sometimes, it, and you know, as a as a priest, as a spiritual father, sometimes you know, I just say it's not gonna work, you know. But I can't say it because mm. if I say it's not, you know, they're not gonna listen to it. And then we say it, it, it's almost like you know, as fathers and mothers is like, let's see how dumb that the person is gonna be, you know. As long as that it's not gonna be dangerous for them. But they've got to learn Just the hard learned. way sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's this uh, person that I never heard. Uh, she has uh, twins, uh, nephews. And in their family, they say, if you're going to be stupid, you have to be tough. <laughs> you know, so, you know, <laughs> two, you know, boys playing with each other, you know, you know, boxing, whatever. And then they come crying. It's like, what is the rule of this house? Well, if you're gonna be stupid, you have to be tough. <laughs> so kind that's of, good. yeah, yeah. So kind of that's you know, if you're gonna try to you know to decide to be stupid, be tough because it's gonna consequences are gonna come after that. Mm. You know, hopefully people learn <laughs> from there. You know, like the wise person is that one who learned from other people's mistakes. So I don't need to actually commit those mistakes to learn from, but. You know, not everybody's wise, so sometimes we have to learn from our own mistakes. And then if you shoot, even after your mistakes, don't learn, then there's a problem. You know, but, and I think everything that happens in our life is an opportunity for us to say, what did I learn from this? Hmm. Okay. And then how can I, next time that this comes, how can I, you know, be different or, you know, because the, 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 we talk about this a lot here, you know, the definition of insanity is, you know, doing the same thing over and over and expect different outcomes. If you're going to do the same thing, don't expect different outcomes because that's not going to happen. Yeah, I think a resolution to be better at the yeah. end of the day. Uh, but Emily, thank you for being on the show today, for sharing your story with us and what it's like as a grad student and as a, a, a young adult Catholic living in the area. So thank you for being here. Thank you to Father Javon as well uh, for all your guidance and everyone in our listening audience. A uh, special thank you to Jim Crow does a lot with our audio setup here. Uh, but with, <laughs> remember, you can find our shows wherever you get your podcasts by searching for Belonging for Young Catholic Adults. And we're also on 100.5 FM and on NashvilleCR.com. My name is Zach Jansen. Thank you for listening to Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio.